Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. We're going to be talking about Payback 2020 edition. And yeah, I know this is a bit late, but uh, what's it called? Trying to get all everybody's schedule up on the same time kind of happens. So, like, <laughs> I ruled that. It was and, not really that. And, and it's not like we weren't rushing to watch this pay per view either. So, <laughs> it's, only, it's only one day late. Yeah. Really? Yeah, true that. Anyway. But, uh, what's it called? <laughs> But anyway, I guess we'll start off. Uh, supposedly, I'll just mention in the kickoff show, knowing that on Raw, uh, Liv Bryant and Ruby Riot retired the Iconics practically, but they did that match uh, for the kickoff show, and Liv and uh, Riot won. I don't know exactly what their name in their tag team, but eh, whatever. Like, seems kind of lame. But, Sound like they were calling them the riot squad. Yeah, they were kind of talking about that, but from what I was hearing, that they were trying to name them something else or something. I don't know, like combination of names or something. I have no idea. But uh, uh, anyway, the first match was Lashley versus Apollo Cruz. It was all right. I mean, like I was not looking forward to this match at all, but I'm intrigued with what they're doing with the hurt business. As a whole, I mean, like, uh, at least it's building up Apollo Crews finally because they haven't done shit with him for the longest time. And he's a pretty good wrestler. Like, the problem is that they that he's not very charismatic, it seems. <laughs> like, most of the, his promos and stuff kind of suck. But, I mean, like, this match was um, all right. I mean, it was better than some other matches that I've been watching. But, like, uh, anyway, Lashley went over and won. So, I'm wondering what they're going to do. Then they did, like, a like kind of like a heel thing with Apollo Crews where he, like, beat up on Lashley, which didn't seem like it served anything because... Oh, okay, he lost clean, so I was like, why did he get mad afterwards and punch him? Didn't make much sense. So I'm going to just say that it was like a two, maybe a three, two and a half, something like that for my rating. But what did you guys think? You want to go first, Jeremy? Um, I can. I barely paid attention to this match, honestly, Um, when, when I watched it. Um, I'm a fan of both of theirs, though. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of MVPs. So, this whole Hurt Business thing. I mean, Hurt Business is just a reincarnation of a nation of domination, I think. But, um, but yeah, I would agree it was a two. I did, it wasn't real flashy. Um... And like I said, I didn't really pay much attention to the match, uh, which kind of sounds a little funny. You know, as that was the first match out of the box. But, um, well, I wasn't very intrigued with payback at all anyway. So, well, I don't know how anybody really was being a week out from uh, the last one. So, yeah. it's kind of hard to build up anything with two shows before the next pay per view. So I was actually kind of surprised with that, that they actually got some matches out of it that kind of made sense. 
Yeah. It's probably stuff that they wanted to put on a week ago, just didn't have enough time, so they... Yeah, and what it seems push, like... Push it for this one. Yeah, it's kind of like... Or if it was just rematches from, you know... Yeah. It seemed uh, like stuff, like if they were doing WrestleMania, like how they did two nights, that's what it seemed like was that it was like night two of it, like where they were trying to put some of their storylines that they didn't do before into this one. I honestly, I wasn't really into this match either. Um, I like both wrestlers as well, but I didn't really think this was a good opener because it was really slow play, so slow paced. And I think one of the few things that WCW did right was open up a show with the cruiserweights, something fast and exciting to get the fans to wake up and get involved because even though there's not fans in the stadium, there are people watching live through the Thunderdome. So there are people that can interact because you are microphone on your, your webcam. So some of the cheers are real. Some of them are canned. So I just didn't really think it was all that an exciting match. I do like the new U S title. Um, I, I would probably only add blue behind the stars to make the stars pop more. And Calling Bobby Lashley the Hurt Business is a mouthful, and it's it's like it. If it's well, technically, to be that's name, the stable name. Yeah, that, that's the stable, but they were calling Bobby Lashley specifically the Hurt Business, and I'm like, that's that's a mouthful, man. Usually, if you give someone like a moniker or a name. A nickname, it's supposed to be Yeah, short, like, like his almighty thing. Yeah, almighty. You'd call him the almighty, you know, Bobby Lashley. That that works. Uh, the Brock Lesnar's the beast. Uh, the dead man for The Undertaker. It's simple. And then just trying to, like, it's like you're trying too hard to get over the hurt business when you should have just been calling him, like, Bobby Lash, Bobby or Lashley. Some, something to make it less cumbersome coming out of the mouth. I would say that this was really um, really kind of an average match for me. I gave it three stars. I like that they're doing something with Apollo. and But I also realized that Bobby needed the win and needed a title. Um, you can't push him to be this beast or, I'm sorry, the Hurt Business. and you, But you have to eventually put a title on him uh, to make him a, a threat. And so I think this is the step in that direction. So I gave it three stars. Yeah. So, uh, what's it called? So, what was the next match? I'm trying to remember. Big E uh, versus Oh, Sheamus. yeah. Big E versus Sheamus, which Sheamus looked like he was trying to set up like an old Irish type of like outfit. This, and this was kind of weird. That's why it felt like it was just an extra version of Raw, was because both of them had promos in it when they were going down to the ring it's kind of like what I was talking about at SummerSlam where they were having them do the talking promos while they're going to the rim or ring why did I said rim but uh, what's it called when they were going to the ring so like it seems like just out of place like I would understand if this was before the match but like that's what I'm saying. Like the Big E was good anyway. I hope that they give him like a long title title run with something. Like I hope that they do something well with him. Like I don't know if they are, but like I mean, really, this is about the same. The wrestling was good, and so like I would just say that it's a two, just because I wasn't like super invested in the match. The wrestling was great, but like or good enough, like. Uh, decent because I've seen a lot better but still I loved how hype uh, Big E got at the end where it was like that's what I'm doing and you gotta put people on notice and all this stuff when he was talking to Corey Graves Graves. so I thought that was cool but what did you guys say uh, Jeremy what did you think about it Um, pretty much the same thing you just said I don't really have much to add um I I felt that this match should have been first. Um it was more exciting than yeah, the first I, I think this would have been a better opener uh I do too. Than, than Apollo and Bobby Lashley cuz to get the crowd pumped up a little more than that match did. 
Um, but other than that, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was an okay match. So yeah, I would, I would say two and a half from my perspective, just cause it wasn't as bad as the last match was. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I have. I don't really have much to say about this match either. I do think it was better than the opener. This was a Haas match, and these are like two big Haas's going at it, so I really like that. Um, I love Big E, and I love Sheamus. Um, Big E, for his size, is super athletic and very agile that most people his size you would think could be. And so I like watching him perform in the ring. Uh, I would... I honestly would have been happy with whoever won because I really do love both wrestlers. And, but I, but I am kind of glad Biggie, I'm at the end, overall, I'd have been okay with whoever won. But I understand that this is going to be a singles push for Biggie. So Biggie did need the win. I also gave this one three stars just because I thought it was middle of the road. It was definitely better than the first one. But overall, at the end of the day, it was still like a match that you would see on Raw and not maybe a pay per view caliber match. But um, I would like to see, I would like to see Big E go for the IC title and win it, and then maybe get into the uh, main event picture, going for the Universal title. Definitely, but all right. Uh, so now the next one was Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. I know Jeremy didn't care for Matt Riddle all that much, and we were talking about Xbox Heat when we were by ourselves. Like this match is good. Like, definitely what I can see about it is, like, he's kind of like a Randy Orton character anyway, like King Corbin is, because it seems like he's very dependable in the ring, it looks like, because he doesn't, like, uh, I don't know. He has a lot of the same matches, but, like, he oversell, like he really knows how to sell every once in a while, like, if he's wanting to sell for you and stuff like that. He'll like really sell, and especially whenever he gets shot victories and all that stuff, like you don't see it coming, but then also at the same time, it's like he's super shocked when it does happen. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, uh, I knew that Matt Riddle was gonna win this match anyway, though, so like that's what I'm saying. This is probably middle of the road, too, like a two or a three for me, just because like you know who's gonna win. You know, they ain't going to fucking give it to Corbin. I mean, like, at least at the end, they kind of did the little thing to try to, like, uh, go off of their feud where they attacked, like, King Corbin attacked him after he was done. The main thing that I didn't like, though, is, like, the him calling out the cheating thing that he got in trouble with uh, just recently where uh the girl that was saying that he was like dating her while they were married and all that shit. Now they had to make it a storyline, you know, like, because it had to be a thing, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. What did, uh, Joe, what did you think of it? Honestly, I did not notate for this match very much. I didn't really care for it. Like you said, it's obvious who was going to win the match. I figured this match was, this is, these first three matches were all three stars for me. Because they were all average. Like, this was, this wasn't, again, something that wasn't very pay-per-view-y like. This could have definitely been on Raw or SmackDown. Well, they're Raw stars. So yep. No, they're SmackDown stars. So this is something you could see on Fox for SmackDown. This wasn't necessarily something for a, a pay-per-view. So I really don't like the King Corbin gimmick. I think it's annoying. And three stars, it was average. It didn't, it didn't suck. But again, I was the, there was no fault of the wrestlers. As far as like their their ability, like they didn't like fuck up a lot or anything like that, but they didn't like pull out all the stops either. So middle of the road, three three stars. And Jeremy, well, you kind of um, stole my thunder uh, with what you said, uh, Josh. But um, yeah, I am notorious for not liking either one of these jokers. Um, so, um, I really don't, and and the funny thing is, I really don't necessarily have a reason for not liking Matt Riddle. I think I just don't like him as a character. So, um, his wrestling is okay. And 
you know, King Corbin, yeah, that like Josh said, we were talking about how he tends to be one of the better workers in the ring that WWE has. Um, one thing that always bugs me about um, King Corbin matches, though, and it kind of reminds me back when, you know, Dean Ambrose or now John Moxley was in the WWE that his matches kind of almost always went the exact same. Mm-hmm. And so King Corbin always does that move where he rolls out of, you know, he flies out of the ring and then jumps right back in the ring and does a clothesline. That's like a, a staple of every one of his matches. And it reminds me of when Dean Ambrose would have that, move where he would flip on the rope and then come back and do the clothesline. Yeah, I don't know. I think they just called it the rebound lariat or something like that, didn't they? Something like that, but I mean, every one of Dean Ambrose's matches had it. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's the same thing with King Corbin. He always does that move uh, every time he has a match. So, um. But so that's where it becomes kind of almost boring to watch some of these guys sometimes. So that would be where my rating would come about two and a half because it wasn't, again, the worst match to me of the night up to this point was the very first one. Um, but they haven't really gotten any better uh, as the pay per view went on. So that's where I, I'm at I on that one. Agree that. Uh, like there was a, like the two main ones that I really uh, thought were the best ones out of the pay per view were probably the next two, and that was the tag team match with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Like I think I definitely uh, loved the finish. That's by far my favorite thing, especially the little things of just like Shayna trying to like block her or like try to push her off or whatever and then she grabbed her arm and then choked her with her arm I was like okay that's fucking awesome I always like that type of shit anyway though and Shayna Baszler definitely does that sort of stuff anyway like makes her look super damn strong doing it I think that's one reason why I love Shayna Baszler too it's like she does certain things that other people don't do in their matches like by far that all the w- other women in this match carried fucking Nia Jax, though. And it's, uh, like, I-, I definitely say that this is probably, like, a 3 or a 3.5 for me just because of the ending, really. Because, I mean, all the, like, the whole match was good. But, like, at one point, I thought that um, Nia Jax was for real, like, hurt at one point because the way that she landed. And she was, like, bitching about her knee. But then later on in the match, then she does, like, I think Sasha Banks, like, did, like, a flapjack type of maneuver. And then she's like, oh, my nose. My nose. Oh, it's hurt so bad. I was like, oh, okay. So she's totally full of shit. But, like, she was definitely carried throughout this whole match. But, like, her, like, ending where, where she's like, yeah, we're good. Like, I'm good and shit. Like, uh, where she was all, like, being super obnoxious. If they te- have her do that shit a lot, too, like, every time that they win a match or something and that she's always, like, trying to steal her thunder, I'm totally down for that. I think it'll be hilarious. But, uh, Jeremy, what do you think about that? Um, this was my, f- uh, I would have to say this was my favorite match of the night. And, again, um, and it's funny because I think over the last couple of pay-per-views, the women's matches have been my favorite um, yeah. of the nights. Um, I'm a big fan of Sasha Banks. I always have been. I feel that she's. Easily, I think she's the best wrestler out of the females um, on the main roster currently. Um, Shayna Baszler is growing on me, um, but I definitely don't like Nia Jax. I never have. Um, but. Uh, in terms of, you know, to progress the storyline and stuff like that, I think 
this was where they had to go with it in terms of having Sasha and Bailey lose the titles. Um, so we'll see on SmackDown where that takes them on Friday um, because I think it may start to push the whole split that I've been looking for for a while, hopefully. Um, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, you know, they've teased us before with this where they make them go to counseling instead and everything, you know, goes away. But, um, so, um, but yeah, for this one, it wasn't, I mean, it was a good match. It was the best match of the night, but I wouldn't say it was like great. I would say, yeah, either three and a half or four stars. I wouldn't say it deserves five. Um, Maybe I guess three point seven five since I said between three and a half and four, so I'll go with that. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because I just got a my brain flashed to the old Star Search days. Three oh, and a quarter stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, Jeremy. If you have anything else. Oh, please. I was done, man. That was it. All right. I didn't take any notes in this match, mostly because this was like my second favorite match of the night. It This and the Rey Mysterio match were like my two favorite matches. Um, I think the ending, like Josh said, that was totally unexpected. And to me, that kind of elevated this match, even though this match was actually really good. Um, Shayna was awesome. I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan, but I'm not going to deny she has talent. Bailey is really good. Naya, I like Naya, but she needs to fix things. But um, this, I, I gave it a 3.5, but just thinking about it and mulling it over in my head, I think I'm going to raise it to a 4 because this was a really good match. Uh, Sasha and Bailey needed to lose the titles because everybody wants to see them go at each other, like at Brooklyn, uh, the TakeOver 2 where they did the first Iron Woman match, I believe is what it was. Yeah. And I think people want to see that again. And obviously Sasha is going to have to be the face because I don't think Bailey right now could flip-flop as easily, but I think well, Sasha it could. it makes sense if Sasha was the face in the situation the anyway. Yeah, because like, even though Sasha's, her gimmick makes her like the best heel, uh, I think in the preceding storyline, if they do go the route that we all want to see, I think Sasha should be the face. Um, great match. Four stars. I didn't take much mo- notes because I couldn't not watch the match because it, it was that entertaining. It was the first match of the night that things seem to have stepped up as far as quality goes. Yeah. And then, of course, like one of the shortest matches, and I definitely have to say, like, it's just a three just because I love how, like, Randy Orton actually lost to him was uh, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. And I like how they didn't do like a disqualification and that he, like, and he put over the damn spirit bomb too. Like, he, he just, like, really sold it. So, I mean, like, I definitely like this match, too. But, like, it's definitely a three just because uh, I liked how everything went in this match. Like, lately, damn, Randy Orton's been, like, on fire being a heel lately, man. Like, just the little shit that he's been saying. Like, like when he was, like, getting in the ring and he's like, you don't know who I am. It's like, uh, don't try to disrespect me or whatever, like he was saying yeah. in the ring. I love that shit. Just like little shit that he he did, like during this match that I was just like, I really enjoyed. But uh, yeah, so I don't know, Joe, what did you think about it? I This was actually, um, I thought this was probably my third favorite match of the night, um, to be honest with you. I like Keith Lee. I haven't seen him a lot because I don't really watch NXT like I should. And so, but I am glad he, when he lost the, the NXT championship, he was immediately called up to the main roster. And what the dirt sheets are saying is he's in for a big push. And it looks like that's the case because Randy, not the, and this is nothing against Keith Lee. 
but Randy made him look good. And Keith Lee can go. This is not a slight saying that Keith Lee has issues. Keith Lee is very agile. He's like Big E. He can he can do shit. Shit. Sometimes that, I think that he's even better than fucking uh, Big E, man. Yeah, because like he is super agile and quick. Like, and you don't think that I'm a big dude too. We all are, but we don't think that people our size are going to be quick and agile. But he is all those things. You like in the Royal Rumble where he came out against Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar's like, "Oh my God, that's a big boy!" Like that looked like a genuine reaction from the Beast, and and it showed that even Brock Lesnar's like, "Whoa!" But and so like Keith Lee, I think he's going to do great things in the main roster. I think they're going to strap a rocket to him, and I hope they do. This match got four stars for me just because I really like Keith Lee. And you can tell that Randy was actually into this match because even though it, it was short, you can kind of tell when Randy's like in with, with an opponent. You can, you can kind of see that he tries a little bit harder. Like when he yeah. went up against Edge, those matches were only as good as they were because – Randy gave 100% and Edge gave 100%. You could tell that Randy gave 100% in this match. Like, if Randy was probably going against somebody else on the card, he pro- the match probably wouldn't have been this good. But yeah. Randy Randy wanted – was to, you know, they wanted Randy to put him over. Randy put Keith Lee over, and he Randy uh, – Keith Lee looked like a million bucks. And so four stars because you could tell that Randy was actually into the match. And with the way he was trash talking, he doesn't really do that much. And so it was cool to see him actually give a damn. And like, I don't think Randy Orton's lazy, but you can tell Randy Orton seems kind of complacent in his role. And then you'll see him break out and do stuff like this because he's actually excited or it's a new opponent. And it, there's some flavor there. And, and that show when he's him. motivated, it's kind of like, Mo- Rock yeah, Lesnar. when he's motivated. And you could tell that he was that in this match, and that's why I got four stars, because you could tell that everything was elevated. Jeremy? Um, yeah, I was... The first thing is I was surprised at how short this match was. Um, you guys kind of said it, but I still... Considering how big of a guy Randy Orton is, and I mean in terms of how long he's been in the org, it always is surprising to me when a guy lets another guy go over like that because uh, it tells you something because I, you know, probably a year or so ago, maybe two even, I wouldn't have anticipated that Randy Orton would have done something like that. Yep. Um, Yep. Because it's the same thing kind of when John Cena kind of let, uh, the hell was it? Was it The Fiend the first time? Well, I know that he... Or the second time? um, Because I think the first time he didn't let him go over. And then... Yeah, definitely the first time when it was Bray Wyatt, he didn't uh, let him go over. And then... Years later, with the Firefly Funhouse match, he finally went over. Yeah, and so that's where, and with Keith Lee, this being his first match on the main roster, pretty much. uh, Or a pay-per-view match, really. Yeah, yeah. but to let him go over that bad. I mean, and that's what I mean is bad meaning squash match. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much a squash match. And uh, so, I mean, that I have to give Randy prop on that because, like I said, I I don't even know if his reputation precedes himself in terms of letting somebody go over on him like that. Um, So, um, but it still, just because of the sheer quickness of the match, it wasn't my favorite match, but it was better than the others. So I would say three and a half for this one. Um, yeah. I don't feel you. All right. Uh, I hear you. All right. So uh, what's it called? I guess now is the Dominic uh, Mysterio and Rey Mysterio match versus. Uh, 
the Monday my uh, Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, or just called Murphy now. You know, God, I hate how they just take away last names all the damn time. But anyway, this was a good match. Like it's surprising. Or first names in the in most cases. In this case, yeah, yeah. In this case, it's his first name instead of his last name, like with Apollo Cruz. Yeah, and then they back they backstepped on that. After like what, six months or something, he's, he's a public like again. Ali, like they and they changed him from Mustafa Ali to Ali, and then all of a sudden now he's back to Mustafa Ali again. It's like and it's so wishy washy, but uh, what's it called anyway? Like I'm super impressed with Dominic Mysterio because he's like he and like I could see him doing a lot like later on if they like have him in WWE for like five years. He'll probably be a definitely pretty good wrestler off of that. Because, I mean, you you see him doing the Lucha stuff, and it's like it's not – like he doesn't botch all that much. I mean, like it's like little bits. If I do see him fuck up, it's like very little, but he still does the move and shit like that. So it's like totally different than like – if Nia Jax, how we were talking about Nia Jax earlier, how she was carried, where she did the leg drop and she completely whiffed <laughs> Bailey. So I mean, like, uh, I I'm, it's so crazy how like she how, botches but, a lot, man. Yeah, I, I have a hard time watching her wrestle. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, and that's the thing. And I, that's like, why I was kind of uh, happy that she wasn't crazy involved in this match tonight. Yeah, I think that's what actually made the match better because she was not involved in it a lot. Yeah, um, and same with the like. I knew that as soon as they did this match, that uh, pretty much it was kind of telegraphed with their fifty-fifty booking that uh, Dominic and Ray were kind of go over, and that's what happened pretty much. Uh, and then. Uh, of course, it made sense for Murphy to take the pin. So that's why I say it's probably like a two for me right now anyway, just because, like, I knew what was going to happen. There wasn't going to be anything surprising to it. So I'm, I'm, tr- I'm pretty much just like, and I, I'm just severely impressed with, like, how well Dominic Mysterio has been handling himself, like, with the wrestling. So, I mean, it makes sense why Ray would be pushing for Dominic to be like a wrestler in there. But, uh, what do you guys think? Jeremy, do you want to go first? Oh, I can. Sorry, I wasn't sure who was going to talk. <laughs> no, yeah. I, um, I think we keep alternating, yeah, so let's that's, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was. Anyway, um, yeah, I would agree with you, Josh, that uh, I'm impressed with Dominic, too. I have a problem with this gimmick with Seth Rollins. Uh, it, I don't care for it. Uh, and I don't know if that's probably meant to be. I don't know if you're supposed to like his gimmick, but uh, I really almost despise it. I have a hard time watching it. When even on Raw, when he comes out on Raw, I have a hard time watching it when he's on it. I don't get the attire that he wears with the one glove and the yeah, definitely the, uh, the stupid jacket thing. Uh, but I know it's meant to be this whole Messiah thing. But even at this point, it's literally one guy. I mean, it's not like it's a whole stable of people. I think it would make more sense if he had a shit ton of people around him. Yeah. That that, that he was uh, gathering. You know, they kind of went down that path with Bray Wyatt at first where he was building up a stable of people that were following him, almost like a cult type thing. And I think it would make more sense if Rollins had that same type of thing going for him within the locker room, right? But with one guy being Murphy, and at this point, uh, based on the way Raw went, he may be by himself again. Yep. So, uh, and 
spoiler alert that was kind of, I watched raw before I actually watched this pay-per-view if that um, tells you anything but uh, yeah uh, <laughs> so at this point you don't even know where this gimmick's going to go but it makes sense with the way they're actually booking it um, but yeah I would say it was it's a two for me as well. Um, like I said, then the only reason it's that high is because of Dominic's performance. I don't think it yep. would have been that high for me if it wasn't for that, uh, honestly. Your turn. I honestly <laughs> gave this like a really high rating, and that's only because I'm a Raven Stereo fanboy. <laughs> that's the basis uh, for the, the I gave it four stars or actually I gave it four and a half only because I love how physical and Ray is in the ring I like how Dominic seems to have taken to pro wrestling like a duck to water like he doesn't make a lot of mistakes and he looks really good in the ring He probably just like anyone just starting out he's going to need some polish but he looked really good. Like he, he is taking to it. And so that's what I, I really liked about it. But then again, like I gave it such a high rating just because I've loved Drake Mysterio since WCW. So with, and I thought they both did a great job. It looked like Ray's ring gear was like Superman inspired with the colors. And so I like that as well. Now I really don't care for the Monday Night Messiah gimmick either. And I think that has just to do with like where I stand faith wise. Um, to be honest with you, and that's just my opinion. You're free to have your own, but sorry, but that's where I stand on it. Like, but I don't hate Seth Rollins, but he does irritate me, and I think it's on purpose that he does because yep. of his heel status. That's with you, and he's really good at playing a heel. Seth should never be a face. Seth should always be a heel because he plays a, a really good heel. Uh, again, four stars. That's just because of nostalgia and fanboying over Rey Mysterio, and I was really impressed with Dominic. So that's why I rated it high. Yeah. This was my yeah. these two. This and the women's match were my top two favorite of the night. I would say the women's match was probably number one. This match was number two. Again, it got a higher rating just because the fanboy in me. But even then, the women's match probably deserves a four point five as well. So I'm going to retcon my 4 to a 4.5. And that's really all I got to say about this yeah. match. And then probably my least favorite one, just because how The Fiend <laughs> lost again. I mean, granted, he didn't take the pin, but it's like, good God, how much stuff do you have to fuck up with the damn Fiend? If you're going to give him the damn title belt, don't fucking make him lose it within a week. Just so dumb. But then, of course, I was talking about turning uh, Roman heel like six years ago <laughs> because it, he would already be over as a huge face by now. And then what do they do? They take eight, you know, like however long it's been. It's been like, I don't know, like five or six years. They and uh, what's it called? And then now they turn him heel, and they do make him do the exact same shit that Brock did. So they ended up having him having the Fiend and Strowman do this whole huge match between themselves. Ain't sitting there. I'm sorry if I'm in the match and then the third guy ain't there. I'd be like, hey, I ain't gonna wrestle until the third guy shows up, right? Like, that's what I would do. I wouldn't even be away. But, of course, because kayfabe and whatever else, gotta end up having Roman show up at the end to be like, hey, I'm gonna get the title. Oh, shit. You know, it's nice knowing that a guy that's out for seven or eight months where they say, they soured on Roman, and then as soon as he comes back, he wins the fucking title. <laughs> But oh my god, yeah, if anyone, but he went through chemo and all this other stuff. But then if if they if people really thought that the WWE soured on him, they're dumbasses. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like he's their golden boy. You can't 
Yeah, when he, Vin, when Vince picks somebody, he picks them. He doesn't like fucking change their mind because Cena is like, no matter what, they didn't have him turn for shit. He was like a face for like at least over ten years or some shit. But I honestly think that see that was a little bit different though, in my opinion, because I feel the way Cena is outside of the ring is the reason they couldn't turn him heel because of all the make a wish doing. And Roman didn't have any of that. So that's where I never understood their basis for keeping him face for so long. Because he sold merchandise. Yeah, but you could sell merchandise as a heel. I mean, that doesn't... I yeah, especially oh, I in our day and age. Yeah. In our day and age, where you could just uh, do whatever, you know, like this. The fucker didn't change the outfit he wore for eight years. Yeah, or his. I mean, yeah. So I mean, he still hasn't, as far as I know. Um, I mean, I mean, on SmackDown, it might be different, but you know, the only difference right now is. You know, he came out in that same wreck, wreck shirt or whatever yeah, it said. Wreck, wreck everyone wreck and leave. Yeah. Which is like, no, I'm going to say fuck up everybody and leave. Fuck the wreck everyone. What the fuck? Stupid ass shit. But uh, anyway, this is a fucking 1.5 or 2. I don't give a shit. Just because they ruined how the fucking match was going. Yeah, it would have been could, way better if Roman was in there at the beginning. Oh, I would agree. Uh, but um, one of the things I do have to say about this, and it's not necessarily this match, but with this whole Thunderdome, Thunderdome setup, it's like made for the th- uh, for the Fiend's entrance, though. Yeah, that's uh, what it looks like every time. Yeah, I mean, it's with all the laser lights and shit. It's the best looking entrance out of all of them. Uh, is his entrance? So I don't know if that's on purpose, but it currently is uh, the best looking entrance at this point. Um, and I don't know if you guys agree, but I just feel that I, it I do. I kind of miss um, the older version of the entrance, but the Thunderdome version is actually good too. I like the uh, I actually like the idea of the Thunderdome if, if there wasn't so many dumbasses trying to put KKK but are you really surprised it? when they could actually do anything of course they're going to fucking put stupid shit in it and then like, get they're, they're running a group there yeah. yeah I'm surprised they haven't like had nudity yet yeah I know I'm right surprised. it's, it's funny how these guys ain't even fucking paying attention either it's like you would think that you would be watching the cameras and be like, oh, shit, there's a KKK thing. Drop yeah, that I mean, that's what I'm saying. With the fact that they've allowed that kind of stuff, I've been surprised they haven't had people flashing. They're, they're supposed to be monitoring because when you read the rules and stuff, I, they talk about Oh, I know, but that's what tells me that they're not, like, crazy monitoring or, it. But... Or they're just saying that they're monitoring it. Thinking yeah. that somebody would well, be stupid. Well, people are still going to be stupid. They're going to. Oh, someone's they going to find they're, it. For, they're trying to push the limits, just like they do everything in this yeah. day and age, right? So yeah. you're you're going to have, and and it's amazing to me when you see things. It's like you know, instead of fucking intervening, these people just record shit now. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Just so they can get it and put it on fucking Facebook or one of these other sites. YouTube or whatever, but you know it's that's how. So just to get on TV, we're gonna do something stupid, you know. Yep, I agree. Like, yeah, well, I mean, Jackass started that, right? And then now you've got these other shows. I think Ridiculousness is another version of. Well, that's pretty much just them taking shit off the internet and posting it. Yeah, so but it's I mean, already stuff that's already so happening. Can, yeah. yeah, I know, but they do it so they can go viral and shit. That's yeah. why the people even post the videos to begin with. But, anyways, it's you know. Yeah, it's just dumb. But uh, I, 
I'd be interested to see what they actually do with Alexa Bliss, though, because they yep. keep pointing to her. Like, during this match, she had the pigtails, and she was watching it, but you don't really know who she was watching. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting to, to see, you know, her path going forward. Yep, I agree. I, I actually, I'm going to give this match a two. The match was actually pretty good until... Oh, yeah, I would I, say the same thing. I mean, uh, uh, and I don't know if I gave my rating or not, but... No, uh, no you didn't. Um, but, yeah, the the <clears throat> the match was good until the end. That's that's exactly my same opinion. Um, uh, Brian the Fiend going at it was was good, and then they when Roman came out and just decimated everybody, like... I hated the ending. I thought it was stupid. I, Especially they took I know, the stupid I'm... fucking damn ring spot again. It's like, okay, this has happened four times now. Okay? You can't keep doing this shit because otherwise it's going to lose its impact. You keep fucking doing it all the time. Nobody's going to be like, holy shit, they're actually breaking the ring. Like, a Big Show put it best, right? He was like, this only worked if there was only one. Like one time that it happened, but then I only, of course, he keeps doing it. The thing that my thing is is, um, I get that Braun Strowman should be strong enough to break the ring since he flipped an ambulance. If I'm not mistaken, he flipped something huge. Yeah, we flipped a semi once. Yeah, so I get that he's. That he, he also could do pulled it. the stage down once. He's done all types of stuff. That's where I said so, the way they've booked him is just strange because he'll do shit like that where he'll pull a stage on top of somebody, but then he'll lose to Brock with like one move. And yep, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. I mean, but then he'll. He'll decimate four tag teams by himself. Yep. And then he'll lose the next match to to somebody that he shouldn't really lose to. So it's like, I don't know where they're going with him. And then now this one makes more sense because it's kind of in his head. Because Bray Wyatt brought him into the you know WWE, basically. So it's more head game type thing. So I can understand him losing to Bray Wyatt because of that piece of it. But anybody else, they don't have that headpiece to put over him. So there shouldn't be anything holding him back from decimating anybody else, including Roman. I mean, it's Roman isn't this big fucker that's done anything to anybody, you know, but yet Braun's done that in his short time there. So it, it doesn't correlate to me. But yep, anyway. I agree. I just I don't hate Roman Reigns. I'm not like, one like shit because they book him I just too don't highly like the way on everybody. Yeah. And the rumor is he's getting new theme music and gear. Please Jesus, please let that be true. Lose the stupid Tech vest. Well, I think he already lost it anyway because he was wearing a shirt. I just like, he needs a new look. Yeah, but he's still wearing the same pants. And yeah, boots. I know. Well, so, I mean, honestly, it's like I don't think like, I don't know if he's ever gonna get out of those because I don't think he's gonna be wearing tiny uh, tights ever again. But I mean, still, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't have to wear span- the tights. Like, they need they to just definitely more- need to change his music. I already know that for a fact. Same with like the <laughs> other shit, but still, the main thing is the music. Oh, you mean the fact that he still has the shield music, basically? Yeah, like <laughs> then- they didn't even try to like give him something different. I'm just like, uh, whatever. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like I said, I don't hate. Whatever. I don't hate Roman the. I don't hate the man. 
I can't stand yeah, the character. The character yeah, the way building. Like, yeah. It's like I was saying earlier. You know, I said it at the end of the last pay per view. You knew coming into this one. Well, you know, me and Josh talked about it actually on the last podcast. We actually called exactly what was going to happen this week. Last week. Yep. We said Roman would win, and we basically. <laughs> <laughs> we almost called it exactly as well. Yeah, the only thing was yeah. that I didn't think he was going to be with Paul Heyman. Well, yeah, that. but but you, we called a triple threat match at Payback. Yeah, and, and that Roman would come out of it winning it. Yeah, so the only difference was we didn't call the fact that he would be a Paul Heyman guy going in. Um. So, but. I could not believe that it actually occurred that way. I mean, it, it must be nice to take eight months off or however many months it was and then show up and then you win the title a week later. I mean, it's, without any kind of buildup in character from being out for eight months, you just show up. And, and then he's going to have it for like eight months. Yeah, so we'll see. He'll probably hold it till WrestleMania. Yep. So we'll see when Charlotte comes back in a year that she'll do the same thing. Oh, that's yeah. That's definitely going to happen. That is you know, happen. Yeah, she's, she's due to come back in Royal Rumble time. Yeah. I think. But you know that's going to happen. Because I think she's young. getting her implants fixed again because they're leaking. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody said she would be out a year. I yeah, because her injuries. I mean, they and talked shit, about yeah. that a, a few months ago that she would be out a year, but they've all. I've also heard where she should be back before the Rumble, which I mean, if she's if she has to get her implants and fix, I'm not going to knock her for that because if it's silicone and it leaks, it could do harm to her body. But like. I'm not going to hate on that. Like, I don't even hate Charlotte. I just think that she gets, she, she's kind of in Thank that, so uh, Roman, yeah, she's kind of in that Roman Reigns area where she's always in the title picture. And even when she not, even when she's not, she is. Yeah, and they have and like 200 think, fucking people. They should be pushing other people. You, you try to think about like, oh yeah, why ain't people still watching? Oh, maybe it's because you keep on doing the same matches over and over again. Keep giving the title belts to the same fucking people, even though that you have 200 people on the fucking roster. You, you don't even like, try to build any future stars because you're like, oh, I like his look. I'm going to push him to the fucking moon. But whatever. Like, there's some people who deserve a push to the moon, like Keith Lee, Biggie. They, they deserve it. They've worked for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but uh, whatever. That will be for another video, though. Like maybe, or a podcast. I mean, so um, so before we keep on going off on a tangent anyway. But uh, what's it called? All right. I might as well end it here anyway. But uh, mostly because it's going it to be a late podcast anyway. So uh, if you guys want to join any of our, uh, or like or follow any of our stuff, Everything's the Heart of Geek. Like same with the Twitch channel is called Heart of Geek. And I don't know exactly when the next podcast is gonna be, but I have like something in mind. But if you guys are uh, even listen to the rest of this video, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. And uh, maybe we'll do like a watch party or something of it again soon. But uh, for everybody else, Joe and Jeremy, we will see you guys in the next uh, podcast, I guess. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Peace out. (laughs) Bye.